Chapter 3, The Queen's Throne, written by Martin Crabbe, narrated by Martin Crabbe and Ladis Boller. My name is Edmund, and I am a black cat, and this story has been written in the language of cats. But by cat magic, you might hear it as a human in English or in Spanish, or maybe in a little bit of both. It was midnight on the first day of spring. There was an orange moon in the sky, not a full moon, but a half moon, and it was becoming fuller each day. A little black cat lay on a branch of a London plane tree in the wild area. He was fast asleep. His tail was wrapped around the branch and one of his legs was dangling down. And if you looked more closely, you would see that he was dreaming. Meanwhile, underneath the black cat, Growl the monster was happily swinging on a tire swing. He had tied it to the branch where Edmund, our black cat, was now sleeping. He'd hung it up with a piece of old rope that he'd found in a school bin the day before, and he was very proud of his tire swing. And he told his friends that it was very safe because he, Growl the monster, was an expert in knots. In fact, this was not quite true. In fact, this was the first successful knot that Growl the monster had ever managed to tie. When he first started swinging on the tire swing, he half expected to go flying through the air like a cannonball. And if he was being honest, he half hoped that would happen. Growl had first tried using the old rope to build a house for himself in the wild area. No matter how many times he tied his branches to the tree, in no matter how many clever ways, using no matter how many clever knots, in the end, they all fell down, and all that was left, standing up straight, was the tree trunk. Luckily, nature, not growls knots, kept the tree standing. One of the best things about growl was that he really, really, really liked making mistakes. He never ever thought that something was too difficult for him to do. If it was hard, he just laughed to himself and tried to do it again, but in a different and more exciting way. And when he couldn't think of any more ways, he just did something else instead. Life was never boring for Growl the Monster. After Growl had tried all the different ways that he could think of to build his house, and after he had stopped laughing about all the crazy mistakes he had made, he eventually had a new idea. He was pretty sure that monsters didn't need houses to sleep in anyway. He could use the rope for a tire swing instead. And a tire swing was far more fun for a monster than a house. The tire swing became so successful that Growl's friends had decided to name themselves the Tire Swingers. The Tire Swingers all lived in the wild area. There was Growl the Monster, Emma the Elf, Wizard the Witch, 
Squirrel the Squirrel, Leo the Spider, and Ghost the Snake, who was really a slow worm but believed he was a python. Emma the Elf and Squirrel the Squirrel were cheering Growl on, and Leo the Spider was swinging next to him on a very impressive spiderweb swing. And Wizard the Witch was pushing Growl backwards and forwards, singing a song that he'd heard Minerva sing over Christmas. The words weren't exactly right, but he didn't know that. Handy, 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 handy la Minerva. He sang it over and over again as he pushed Growl. And Growl screamed with joy. Now, with all this commotion, you would think that Edmund might wake up. But, like most cats, Edmund could sleep anywhere, at any time. Edmund also liked to tell everyone that, like most cats, he slept with one eye open. And at the first hint of trouble or something exciting, he would wake up, quick as a flash, ready for action. Well, I don't think this is true. Because just as Wizard the Witch sang Handy La Minerva for the 100th time, Emma the Elf was counting, the magical orange doorway appeared at the bottom of the London plane tree. And Edmund just kept on dreaming. And there, exactly like at Halloween and at Christmas, smiling through the magical orange doorway, was a giant, magical, beautiful black panther, or jaguar, or jaguar. Hola, hola, said Minerva from the magical orange doorway. The tire swingers did not speak the language of giant, magical, beautiful black jaguars and ran off and hid in the trees of the wild area. If you have been to the wild area, you will know that there are some very good places to hide there. What you might not know is that Minerva, like all jaguars, was an expert at hunting in the rainforests of Peru, which I know you will be surprised to hear has even more hiding places than the wild area. Just as Minerva was giggling to herself at the tire swingers, um, hiding place, Edmund let out a big snore. Edmund, cried Minerva as she heard him snoring from the branch above the magical orange doorway. She put her giant black paw through the magical orange doorway and onto the ground of the wild area. Next, she poked her head out through the doorway and had a look around. Now, if you didn't know that she was a giant, magical, beautiful black jaguar, you might be forgiven for thinking that Minerva was an excited little kitten, just a very big version. Minerva's face was a mixture of happiness, surprise, excitement, and anticipation. She knew something very, very, very exciting was about to happen. And the reason she knew this was because she was the one that was going to make it happen. Today, in the wild area. And just like that, and just like a cat, Minerva climbed right out of the magical orange doorway and stood underneath the tire swing, 
with Edmund happily dreaming above her. She stretched a huge big stretch against the London plane tree, almost knocking Edmund off the branch. My, my, Edmund, you're a very lucky little cat to have this place for your catdom. Now, don't forget that this was the first time that Minerva had actually seen Edmund in the flesh. And just like Edmund and all cats, Minerva was a very, very curious cat. So she pounced with great strength onto Edmund's branch and surprisingly landed on it like a butterfly. The tire swingers were terrified. They were convinced that Minerva was about to eat Edmund for her dinner. But luckily, Minerva had already eaten her dinner and was simply curious about her new cat friend. She'd never been this close to a fully grown little black cat before. So she gave Edmund a proper examination, mainly by sniffing him the way that cats do. Now, if you had special magical superpower cat skills like Minerva, you could join the little black cat in his dream and you would see tonight's orange half moon. And if you concentrated even more closely, you would see something fly out of the orange half moon down towards the wild area. Not too quick, not too slow, like it was gliding and dancing, kind of sky dancing and glowing orange like a panther-shaped sky dancing shooting star. And you would take this very seriously because you would know that magical things can happen in dreams just like they can in the wild area. Minerva giggled and clapped and said, <laughs> Well, I was right. Your dreams might be crazy, but they are very special, Edmund. Keep dreaming, little cat. I can make myself busy for a while. I wish you health to sleep. It looked as if Edmund was about to wake up, but he just adjusted his position on the branch and continued with his catnap and snored again happily. And now that Minerva had satisfied her curiosity about Edmund, she realised that she was also very, very curious about the wild area. And so she started her first great wild area exploration. And the tire swingers watched her from their hiding places. They were terrified that she would discover them, but they were also fascinated by the exciting way that she explored. After all, it wasn't every day that a giant, beautiful, magical black jaguar from Peru could be seen exploring the wild area. I'm sure that you want to know exactly how a black jaguar explores a place like the wild area. But I promised Minerva that I wouldn't tell you all of her secrets. I can tell you that one of her very favourite things to do is to go out exploring, all on her own. Yes, all on her very own, amongst the trees, 
which apparently is just about the best thing ever if you're a Hagwar. And I can also tell you that sometimes Hagwars explore by running at high speeds and then they pounce. And other times they lie very, very still for ages and then they pounce. Sometimes they can crawl very, very slowly and then they pounce. Hagwars do like to pounce. But what you might not imagine is that Minerva, just like Edmund, also likes to dance as well as to pounce. The difference is that Minerva dances very, very well, whereas Edmund dances, well, um, let's just say that Edmund likes to dance. And that is a great thing to do. And let's not worry about how good he is. Minerva first learned to dance to the sounds of the Peruvian rainforest. But as she grew older, she started to enjoy sneaking into parties, disguised in a mustard-coloured dress and an orange hat, and to dance the salsa all night long to Peruvian dancey trumpety music, sometimes even until five o'clock in the morning. Now, you might think that this is strange. But it's not completely strange. Black Hagwars love going out at night and they are masters of disguise. And, oh yes, oh yes, I said I wouldn't tell you all of their secrets, but I can tell you one more thing. As far as I know, Minerva is the only Hagwar that can dance the salsa. And now it seemed it was the perfect time for salsa dancing. Minerva popped back to check if Edmund was still asleep, and then she started to dance. And a remarkable thing happened. The tire swingers came out of the trees with trumpets and started to play. All of their fears about Minerva had gone. Anyone who could dance like Minerva deserved the best tire swingers performance ever. Minerva danced to their music. I wish you had seen her. A black hagwar dancing salsa in the wild area. She danced past the North Pole sign that Emma the Elf had put up to show where Abuela played chess with Father Christmas. She danced past the blackthorn tree where she could sense magical wands and delicious gin. She danced past the tire swingers, their trumpet bands moving together up and down, side to side, in time to the music. And she kept dancing until she came to a stone sculpture known as the Queen's Throne. The Queen's Throne had been built back in the dawn of time. 1999 to be exact, by children from the local area with the help of some wandering magical artists. They built it to celebrate time. They knew back then, just as Edmund knew now, that time was magical in the wild area. And they knew that if they built it, one day a queen would come and sit in it. 
Minerva looked at the beautiful queen's throne, decorated in ancient symbols from time past. She loved it. She was used to seeing ancient buildings and sculptures in the rainforests of Peru. And like them, this one felt, you guessed it, magical. Mira, 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 mira. This is where it will happen. Minerva said out loud to the tire swingers who had just stopped playing. She smiled happily and said, Gracias por la encantadora música. And then she yawned, a big, slow, sleepy yawn. At the sight of her giant teeth, and because she had stopped bewitching them with her dancing, the tire swingers quickly remembered that they were terrified and ran back to the bushes. Maybe it was all the pouncing and dancing. Maybe it was seeing Edmund sleeping and dreaming. Or maybe it was the magical queen's throne. But Minerva suddenly felt very dozy. And she thought that the queen's throne looked like a very, very comfy place to sleep. And with that, she did a pounce and a wiggly dance. And before you knew it, she had curled up on the queen's throne gave one more big happy yawn and fell fast asleep. A few minutes later, Edmund woke up with a start. What was that? It sounds like thunder, said Edmund to himself. And then he noticed the moon. It was the same half moon that he saw in his dream. And it was orange. Aha! I must still be dreaming, he thought, and was just dozing off again when he noticed the magical orange doorway. Minerva, he cried out and jumped off the branch. On the way down to the ground, he started to ask Minerva lots of questions like, How are you, Minerva? How is Abuela? How are the children in Peru? Where have you been? And before he landed, he giggled at the idea of Minerva saying to him, Ella, Edmund, so many questions. But when he landed by the magical orange doorway, he saw that Minerva wasn't there. Minerva? He called. Nothing. Minerva! Still nothing. Minerva! He started to shout when a loud roaring noise made him jump back up into the air, cat-like, hair sticking up like he'd had an electric shock, eyes wide as dinner plates. When he landed again, he said to himself, Wait a minute, that can't be the sound of thunder. I heard the first spring daffodil tell the Parliament of Crows this very morning that there would be a lovely half moon to celebrate the first night of spring. And there isn't a thundery cloud in the sky. I can see all of the stars and the orange moon. At this point, I think I should tell you why Edmund called a group of crows a Parliament. Well, Whenever there was a crime in the wild area, like an unkind joke about slugs or a terrible murder of snails, the local crows, rooks and ravens all get together and discuss what to do about it. And not only that, 
sometimes the parliament gets together to forecast the weather, ideally with local plants who are very sensitive to the weather. Edmund always took the parliament's views very seriously. It was whilst Edmund was thinking about the Parliament of Crows that he noticed Growl the Monster, Emma the Elf and Wizard the Witch hiding in the bushes. Now these three tire swingers were Edmund's favourite humans, or almost humans, and he thought that they were very brave and he certainly knew that they loved thunder. What the catkins is going on? Why are they hiding? He thought, feeling a little discombobulated. So he asked them. It took a while to get it out of them because their teeth were chattering so much. Eventually, though, they told Edmund that a black cat that looked pretty much like him was fast asleep on the Queen's throne. What's wrong with that? He asked. Well, it turns out that she was much bigger than him. Hmm, thought Edmund, thinking that this was a little unusual, but didn't explain why they were all hiding in the bushes. Well, not only was she bigger than him, she was also much stronger, much faster and much dancier. A tremendous black hagwar! Minerva! He cried and ran towards the Queen throne. At the exact same time that Edmund arrived at the Queen's throne and saw Minerva, she roared like thunder. <laughs> Luckily, his superpower cat skills were working. Edmund realised that she was dreaming about chasing cars out of the rainforest in Peru. She roared again. Edmund moved closer. He knew that sometimes he could be a scaredy cat, but he realised that he wasn't scared of Minerva. But he also realised that he was very, very curious. Here she was, curled up on the Queen's throne, looking like the sleeping Queen of the Wild Area, chasing cars in her dreams. And then it hit Edmund's properly that Minerva was actually here in the wild area for real in the flesh sleeping on the queen's throne not talking through a magical orange doorway he shook his head and looked at her that's magic in a hagua print coat just asleep underneath the orange moon he thought he rubbed her nose with his own nose in the way that cats do, and sniffed. And then Minerva opened her big mouth. It looked like the edge of the galaxy. And then Edmund saw her massive sharp teeth and he thought that they looked like a constellation of stars in space. She roared again. Edmund giggled. The tire swingers were absolutely petrified now, and they couldn't understand why Edmund wasn't also petrified, 
especially after Minerva had opened her mouth so wide and roared so scarily and shown her very, very sharp teeth. And to be honest, Edmund didn't really know why he wasn't scared either. What he did know is that being here now with Minerva, even with her snoozing, snoring and roaring, made him feel, um, what's the best word to describe it? Happy, yes, happy. So, because he was so full of joy at seeing his Hagwar friend from Peru here, snoring and roaring on the Queen's throne, he jumped on top of her. Now, unlike Edmund, Minerva did actually sleep with one eye almost open, and she stood up so quickly that Edmund flew through the air and landed on the top of the North Pole sign. Edmund! cried Minerva. Minerva! cried Edmund. Edmund jumped down off the North Pole sign and ran to Minerva. Minerva sat up straight now. The glow of the orange moon reflected from the back of the Queen's throne, making her look very much like a queen. What do you think of my captain, Minerva? asked Edmund. I love it, Edmund. It's exactly the type of place that jaguars like to live. In Peru, I have a forest just like this, but it's just much hotter, wetter and wilder. Edmund was surprised. He thought that the wild area was the only forest anywhere. He realised that he didn't know much about Peru, and he also realised that he wanted to find out more. He suddenly had a thousand questions that entered his head and then entered his mouth. He tried to hold them all in, but it was like holding back a waterfall. And suddenly, out they all came in one big gush. How is Abuela? How did you get out of the magical orange doorway? How are the children in Peru? How long have you been here? Can you teach me to dance? Why are you here, Minerva? Minerva, who by now was getting used to Edmund talking a lot, smiled, looked down at him and put one of her giant paws over his mouth. So many questions, Edmund. Ella! They both shouted and then started laughing. And then... Through their laughter, they heard a noise in the sky. Was it the sound of a jet plane? No. Maybe it was a rocket? No. Or maybe a meteor? No. How about a sky-dancing panther-shaped shooting star? No. It was none of those things. It was something even more remarkable. What they heard first and then began to see was a huge giant flying through the air out of the orange moon in big swooping circles on a bike and he seemed to be heading straight towards them. He screeched to a halt just by the Queen's throne and got off his bike. The tyre swingers had once again forgotten how scared they were and they came out of the bushes and stood nearby, overcome by excitement. The sky-cycling giant was so big that his head was higher than the tallest branch of the London plane trees. 
He made even Minerva look teeny tiny. Hola, señor gigante. Bienvenido al área salvaje. Minerva spoke Spanish to the giant because she knew him very well and she knew that the giant didn't speak cat. And to everyone's surprise, Edmund then said, Encantado, señor gigante. And bowed before the giant like he was a king next to Queen Minerva. And Edmund then turned to the tire swingers and said, Tire swingers, this is Mr. Giant, and Minerva has just welcomed him to our wild area. And I have said that I'm simply delighted to meet him. And then Edmund turned to Minerva, winked and bowed to her as well and said, like it was the most important thing in the world, I have been doing Duolingo, don't you know? Everyone clapped and then Minerva said, Edmund, now I'm going to tell you why I have come into the wild area. But first, I need that magical green acorn that you slept on at Halloween. Of course, Minerva. Squirrel the squirrel hid it in a very safe place for you so that we wouldn't lose it, said Edmund. And with that, Squirrel the squirrel scampered off into the bushes and soon they heard the sound of speedy digging. Before long, he came back with the magical green acorn. Squirrel the squirrel gave it to Edmund, who then got down on one knee, bowed, held out his paw with the magical green acorn resting on it and said in the grandest voice he could manage, Minerva and Mr. Giant, I give you the magical green acorn thing. Eso es. Good boy, Edmund. Minerva said and smiled and laughed and clapped, and she took it from his paw. Edmund was so excited that he jumped onto one of the giant's cycling shoes and said, But what are you going to do with it, Minerva? The big, beautiful, magical black jaguar and the even bigger Mr. Giant started to laugh. I asked you to keep it safe for me, Edmund, because today Mr. Giant and I are going to plant the acorn here in the wild area. Together, it is time for the prophecy to begin. You mean the prophecy about cats running the world? Edmund shouted like he had just won the cattery, which is what cats call their national lottery. No, silly, said Minerva. That's not a prophecy. That's one of your crazy dreams. I mean Abuela's prophecy that says a black jaguar will come into the place where time is magical and she will call a giant down from the sky and together they will plant an acorn of hope and joy. Although Edmund was a bit disappointed that cats were not about to rule the world, he thought that Abuela's prophecy sounded very grand and he liked the fact that it had Minerva in it, which is exactly where she should be. But why are you planting it here, Minerva, in the wild area? asked Edmund. 
That is a very good question, Edmund. Abuela always says, cava donde estás parado, which means dig where you're standing. I am standing here, Edmund, in the wild area. And I really like it here in the wild area. And we both know that time is magical here too, like in the prophecy. So why not? Es perfecto. Edmund couldn't argue with any of those things. Minerva was standing here now in the wild area, and time was magical here. So he decided it was a very sensible plan. Meanwhile, and at exactly the same time as Edmund was thinking that she had got the prophecy just about right, Minerva stepped off the Queen's throne, and so did Mr. Giant. They walked towards the North Pole sign. Well, when I say walked, Minerva actually danced the salsa, and Mr. Giant did the whole thing in one massive stride. Mr. Giant bent down and with a big swoop, dug out a lump of earth from the ground and made a hole so big that Minerva could actually fit in it. She jumped in and Mr. Giant carefully passed her the acorn. She kissed it and it started to glow and sparkle green and beautiful and magical. See you soon, little magic one. And she placed the sparkly glowing magical green acorn at the bottom of the hole. She pounced out of the hole in a big leap, landed like a butterfly and then began filling in the hole again with Mr. Giant. And sensibly, they made sure that they left a lovely little bump in the ground, just so that everyone would know where the magical green acorn thing was planted. Everyone was delighted. The tire swingers started playing their trumpets and Edmund danced in front of the Queen's throne. Minerva sat back on the Queen's throne with Mr. Giant standing beside her, his head above the trees. But they could see that Mr. Giant was smiling by the reflection of the orange moon on his face, shining out of his shoes. And then Minerva spoke sounding just like the queen that she had started to look like. Edmund, to celebrate the planting of the magical green acorn, we thought that you might like to plant something too. We thought you could grow the four food treasures. Some apples and potatoes and carrots and strawberries here in the wild area. Maybe the tire swingers and the children from Glip could help you. Everyone clapped again. What a brilliant idea! Planting things that would grow into something magical seemed really fun. And then, in the summer, we would like to hold a double banquet. One here in the wild area, and one in Peru. We want it to be overflowing with delicious food and drink from your four food treasures, potatoes, carrots, apples, and strawberries. And you can also use the four food treasures from the children in Peru, which are potatoes, avocados, 
bananas, and yuca. What do you think? I accept, cried Edmund, not really knowing what any of the Peruvian food treasures were yet, apart from the potato, of course. Mr. Giant laughed, said goodbye to Minerva and everyone else, got on his bike, did a wheelie, and then flew off into the sky, back towards the orange moon, just as quickly as he'd arrived. Minerva looked very happy and said, Do you remember Abuela's three rules, Edmund? Por supuesto. Of course, he explained it to the tire swingers. Use everything, be creative, and tell everyone, Edmund replied. Yes, I'm so excited, said Minerva. Me too. Carrot cake, strawberry jam, potato juice, and chocolate apples. Yum, said Edmund. But when he looked at Minerva, he realised using his superpower cat skills, that she was thinking about Mr. Giant and the magical green acorn a little bit more than the banquet. And Edmund realised that, for some magical reason, he was excited about Mr. Giant and the acorn too. And so they started to talk. And then they talked a bit more. And they talked. And they talked. They talked about everything and anything, mostly about magical green sparkly acorns and the many different delicious foods they could make with the four food treasures, but lots of other things too. The tire swingers thought that it was very unusual for a little black cat from the wild area to be good friends with a beautiful, powerful, fast, dancy, magical black jaguar queen from Peru. But that is exactly what these two looked like. So the tire swingers just shrugged. They knew that in the wild area, time and everything else was magical. And that just about anything could and did happen. Before they all knew it, the orange moon had been replaced in the sky by the orange sun of daybreak. This was a special time. Today, you see, was not just the first day of spring. It was also the day of perfect halves. Not just a half moon, but also a half night and a half day. Darkness flowed beautifully and equally into lightness. And everyone in the wild area knew that this was a magical day. And today it was even more special because darkness and lightness were both linked magically by orange. An orange moon for the nighttime, an orange sun for the daytime. And all of this orange must have reminded Minerva of the magical orange doorway. Oh, Edmund, I could chat to you for hours on this magical day about magical green acorns and magical food and dreams of amazing banquets, but I have to go back to Peru now. Thank you for letting me visit your magical cattle. I think today might just be the start of my best adventure ever. It was an honour and a 
privilege, Minerva, he said, bowing, because she still looks like a queen. And it was loads of fun. Your Mr. Giant is amazing. And I'm so excited about the magical sparkly green acorn thing. And now we also have a banquet to plan for. And I really, really love a banquet. We will make it the best banquet ever. They laughed and danced together back to the magical orange doorway. Minerva jumped into it, cat-like, and turned and smiled at Edmund. And Edmund grinned back. You look very happy to see me go, Edmund. She laughed. And Edmund looked at Minerva and said, a little more seriously, It's not because you are going, but because you came in the first place. Minerva laughed and said, <laughs> And I can't wait to come back again for the best banquet ever. Hasta pronto, el señor Edmundo. And as the magical orange doorway started to fade, a little tear trickled down Edmund's face. It's a happy tear, he thought to himself. He wiped the tear away and waved goodbye to Minerva. And then he used his superpower Duolingo cat skills and maybe a little bit of magic too. And he sent eight words chasing after Minerva into the almost faded magical orange doorway. Siempre y para siempre, reina de los aguares. Which, in case you are not at the same point in your Duolingo as Edmund, means always and forever, queen of the jaguars. And if you are wondering, always and forever is the motto of Edmund's captain, because time is magical there and good friends say it to each other. And with that, Edmund danced in the way that he liked to dance over to the tire swings. They were all gossiping about the day shenanigans by the Queen's throne. And then they heard laughing and saw some children from Glebe School arriving. The tire swingers, who were now experts at hiding, even from black haguars, hid very quickly and cleverly just before the children arrived. And Edmund, pretending to be asleep, zapped the four food treasure banquet ideas into the children's heads. And before you knew it, all the children were talking about planting and growing things. Guest lists, candles, orange balloons, fancy dress costumes and the most delicious food and drink. And Edmund, who was now lying back on the branch of the London plane tree above the tire swing listened happily to the children's ideas as he started to doze off. He wasn't sure if it was in a dream or not but as he looked up at the orange half moon it smiled back at him and said Ella Edmund, compañero de comida, save me a chair at the banquet. And Edmund Although he didn't understand everything that the orange half-moon had said, because he wasn't quite at that level of Duolingo yet, smiled happily and said once more, Siempre y para siempre, reina de los aguares, 
la señoría luna naranja. And he fell fast asleep. The end.